0: Productions in association with Soul Drifter Studios and their affiliates presents The Martian Broadcast, an audio drama based on the true story of the infamous 1938 radio broadcast that shook the nation with fear. Previously on The Martian Broadcast... My boss is none other than Orson Welles.
1: Every week I fight for a better show than the last.
0: If his ego takes up any more space, they're going to start charging him rent.
1: What is CBS interested in this time? With Halloween
0: around the corner, maybe
1: goblins and ghouls. I have it, John. A Halloween show. It's about aliens. So you pitch a half-baked idea and expect us to follow through? What's that book called? War of the Worlds.
0: This is Episode 2. Lunches and dinners.
1: That's the ticket. We'll just make it now. Monsieur Fogg, we're losing altitude. Hang on, pass for Two. Well done, sir.
0: <laughs>
1: Monsieur Fogg, we're losing altitude. Hang on, pass for Two.
0: Hmm. Not bad. Bit of an echo there on the end, but you work with what you have. I'd like to see you all do any better.
1: That's the ticket. We'll just make it now. Monsieur
0: Ford, I'm losing
1: altitude. Hang on.
0: Uh, Columbia Broadcasting Building, Sound Office 5.
1: Aura,
2: what are you doing there?
0: It's Tuesday, so I'm working. What are you doing calling here?
2: Looking for Orson. H- have you seen him?
0: Not yet. Is he supposed to be here?
2: No, I just...
0: Is everything all right?
2: Just a long night. Knocked one too many back, I suppose.
0: (laughs) Well, if I see him, I'll tell him you're on the hunt.
2: Thanks.
0: (sighs) Operator, Mercury
2: Theater, please. Thank you. Hi, this is John Hausman. I'm looking for Orson Welles. Is George there? Put him on. George, is he there? Lunch at the Shadow Cafe? I can be there in about 20. Does that work? Perfect. Make sure Wells doesn't
1: leave. Thanks for calling the Shadow Cafe. No, we don't have any
3: availability at 2.30. Welcome. Is your wife joining you?
2: I'm meeting someone.
3: Houseman! Over here!
2: George, great to see you. You know, I get tired of just seeing the prima donna. (laughs) Nice to catch up with the adults every now and again. Buy you a beer? Thanks. Two beers.
1: Right away, sir.
2: Speaking of the prima, where is he? Orson? You're going to spit when I tell you, but he's not coming. What? Said he needed to do some work. Zorn, I don't have time for this. If he's still in rehearsals for Danton, I should have just met him at the theater. Oh, he's not at the theater. What? Yeah, he put the cast on a long lunch, then he canceled on me. How do you like that?
1: Jesus. Your beers, gentlemen.
2: Didn't you tell him I needed to speak to him?
1: Of course. He said he'd see you later anyhow.
2: That's not the point. Hey,
1: hey, relax, Johnny. I've
2: got good news. It better be that you were just yanking my chain and Orson is in the back flirting with some strawberry blonde tart. Better. We sold out for Danton's death. (sighs) Who told you to sell early? Who do you think? We sell on Friday for a Tuesday show. Let's the buzz build up over the weekend, yes? Normally, yeah. Then tell me why you decided to just ignore what works in favor of something stupid. I just told you it's sold out. How is that a bad thing? Because Danton's death isn't ready. Says who? Says me. And uh, What about Wells? What about him? He would tell you he was standing on Everest when he's sinking in quicksand. Speaking of... Can I get another one? Of course. Everest, Venture, powerful stuff, right? Says who? Says me. And my nephew. What does your nephew have to do with Everest? Not Everest, adventure. He wrote a fantastic play that I think you and Orson should give a read. Oh, God. Lots of action? You know it. Ah. Pretty girls and flashy costumes to attract both men and women to the theater. In spades, Johnny. In spades. With a climax that will be talked about in the papers for weeks and be the Mercury Theater's very own Anything Goes. Eh, well... Well, what?
1: Maybe not anything goes, but a pretty good play,
3: nonetheless.
2: Pretty good? Pretty good. The Mercury Theater doesn't do pretty good, George. We do fantastic, and sometimes we do perfect, but we don't do pretty good. I'll tell you what's pretty good. You did a pretty good job selling all those tickets. But, and really hear me when I say this, You are not to ever sell without my say-so again. Excuse me, John, but it is my right as house manager. Right. Who told you that you had any rights, you entitled ass. Where do you get off, going behind my back, lying to me? The only reason you still have a play to sell tickets for is because I haven't cancelled it yet. You wouldn't. I wouldn't. Like hell I wouldn't. Even if Orson begged, if it wasn't good by my standards, I'd rip it down and make you dance on stage for the patrons you fooled by selling tickets early. John, but- And you may find yourself asking why I'm so worked up. And let me tell you why. You just wasted time. Which is a valuable thing. You wasted the time of the operator when I called you to try and reach Orson and you tricked me into this half assed pitch meeting. You wasted the time of the taxi driver who had to drive me down here at high speeds to try and reach you two, or one, I should say. You wasted the time of the hostess who had to greet me. And you wasted the time of the waiter who has brought me two beers now. And most importantly, you wasted my time. But before I go, I'll give you a portion of my time for free because it's an incredibly vital lesson for you to keep in mind the next time you think you can pull a stunt like this. Orson Welles and I are the Mercury Theatre. Don't forget who you are. Without you, there is no ticket. Without us, there is no show. Which one of us is more expendable? Hausman! Christ! What? Paul, what are you doing down here? Peck and I just got done with lunch. Settling down any time soon? Not on this act actor's dime, we aren't. Speaking of, you haven't seen Wells today, have you? No. Was I supposed to? Mm. Don't worry about it, Paul. You, uh, all right? To be honest, no.
3: Well, you smell like beer and it's not even two. Little Annie finally break your heart for real?
2: No, I just don't know what's next for Mercury Theater.
3: Are we doing that War of the Worlds thing? Koch called to tell me to grab a copy. Any good? It's awful.
2: It's popcorn, as predicted. No substance, just violence and aliens. Sounds pretty good to me. You must be joking. What? Taxi! Osman, where are you going? Don't you want to work on this thing? I think you can handle it on your own. Is it something I said? Would you feel better if I said no? Another please. Joni.
1: someone buy that girl a drink
2: and next a nouveau French performance art titled I'm trapped put your hands together for I'm trapped must be a subtle performance whatever the kid wants
0: can I get a scotch and soda
2: nice job on the keys Joni. thanks my mother taught me is that where you got your good looks too No, but she did teach me a thing or two about taking things from strangers. Well, we don't have to be strange. John Hausman, producer.
0: (laughs) You say that like it's supposed to impress me. Well, thanks for the drink, producer.
1: They're not going to be charmed so easily. Jesus Christ! Don't ruin the surprise.
2: Orson, I've been looking for you all day. And you found me. What's so important? What's so important? We're captaining two sinking ships.
1: No need for theatrics, Hausman. We're not on stage right now. We pre sold Danton. (laughs) Excellent. I knew you'd be thrilled. If we didn't pre-sell, we could keep delaying the inevitable, right? And what's the inevitable? We're all going to die, just a matter of where we do it. (laughs) Bravo! Were
2: you even listening to me or just watching the show? I can do both.
1: Ah, I see an empty seat. With me, John.
2: All right, we're going to go take a smoke, but when we get back, we'll be taking you
1: way back. To the yesteryear of Shakespeare. Oh, I can't keep up with you. Not when you're three drinks in. How long have you been here? We came here together once, when we first started the Mercury. You remember? No. I didn't either. Too much to drink. And yet... I found my way back here just three nights later, drawn to it through some invisible wire or magnet. It called to me, like a siren on the sea. You sure it wasn't just the performers? It was the performers. That's exactly it, Hausman. Look around us. They don't care about names, titles, or credits. It is all for the sake of performing here. These people aren't paid. This is a hobby. A love. A way of being.
2: So why not spend all day here, instead of hobnobbing
1: it around town with producers? (laughs) You're having me tail. Just a hunch. (laughs) I don't care about the hungry investors or proto-producers that come scratching at my kitchen door. But when they can offer me something that I don't have, it would be rude to turn them down, no? No.
2: Just say you like getting the free lunches or dinners.
1: I like getting the free lunches and dinners.
2: (laughs) If only this room knew that the great Orson Welles was among them. They'd take your lunches and your dinners and leave you to starve. You are their enemy, you know.
1: Don't project just because a pretty girl turned down your drink. She wasn't the first. Nor the
2: last. No one knows how to do this damned war of the worlds, Orson. I
1: know. I don't know either. What? Why do you think I've been giving you the slip all day? You're coming to me for answers? Well, I don't have them.
3: (coughs) If there were reason for these miseries, then into limits could I bind my woes. When heaven doth weep, doth not the earth o'erflow? If the wind's rage doth not the sea wax mad, Threatening the welkin with his big swan face? And wilt thou have a reason for this coil? I am the sea! Hark how her sighs do blow! She is the weeping welkin, I the earth! then must my sea be moved with her sighs? then must my earth with her continual tears become a deluge overflowed and drowned for why my bowels cannot hide her woes but like a drunkard must i vomit them for losers will have leave to ease their stomachs with their bitter tongues <laughs> massively done.
2: Maybe we should just give her a mic in the show. Maybe we should. Here. You didn't drink
1: anything. I owe you a few drinks from giving you the runaround. Well, why don't you stay?
2: And we can talk over some alternative ideas.
1: No. You're going to make me chase you again? Until tomorrow, John.
3: the grave there is peace. And peace and the grave are one and the same.
1: John, kind of you to join us. I didn't think you would after a long day of work. Just checking in on the rehearsal. No one has broken their femur, so I think we can all agree that it's going well. In the show? We're actually on track for a fantastic opening. Really? Yes. Provided we open next month, like I asked. Orson? You said we pre-sold, didn't you? We can delay it until it's perfect, then. We can't afford to postpone that long. Please don't whine. It doesn't do my headache any good.
2: Damn your inflated head. I'm doing as much as I can to keep the press at bay. We don't have a choice on this. We have the previews to get it right. Then we open. This is how it must be.
1: You're not listening to me, John. It's
2: awful. From what I've seen, it's a fine piece. Pretty good, in fact.
1: Ah, and fine, along with pretty good, is the best we can do here at the Mercury Theater, is it? How
2: much sleep did you get last night? Don't mother me, John. Five hours? Four?
1: Oh, God. Wells. I've had enough. I'm here. I'm working. Four hours. Maybe three. And how about tonight? Less, I wager. Yes, Mother. No, Mother. Mother, I don't want to go to school today, please. Answer me, Orson. I'm busy. In case you haven't noticed, we're trying to figure out how to get too much Johnsons into rep, and Danton's death is growing wildly out of budget with a cast that is hopeless without me. I'm trying to pick the upcoming shows for broadcast, make it into the booth for The Shadow, and deal with endless calls from California, so you'll have to excuse me if something as trivial as sleep isn't at the top of my list.
2: California. What? California. You said you've been getting calls from California?
1: Well... Yes? Hollywood. Yes. Who do you think I was with yesterday when I was avoiding you? Excuse
3: me. Uh, John. M- Mr. Houseman. Mr. Koch is on the line asking for you.
2: Thank you. Awesome. Have you heard Zorn's pitch for our next production? It's a surefire hit. Go ahead, George. Okay, so, we raise the curtain.
1: Deep in the
0: heart of
2: the Sahara
1: Desert. Good lord. Koch? Houseman, it's a disaster. I can't do it. It it just can't be done.
2: Koch, slow down. Now what's the problem?
1: The alien thing. The War of the Worlds. It's not working.
2: Which part? All of it! It's so boring, even with the part you added. I'm not a miracle worker, Houseman. I'm one man!
3: Is that him? Did you tell him the book's no good? The book's no good, Mr. Houseman. I think
2: Anne wants to talk to you. That's all right. Don't... Uh,
3: hello, uh, M- Mr. Houseman. You've got to listen to Howard. We've tried and tried, but it's just not a story for the radio. Please,
2: Annie, take a moment now. How many pages have you and Howard gotten through?
3: That's what we're trying to tell you, John. None.
2: Put Koch on the line. (sighs) One sec. Hello? No pages. You've had the treatment for the last 11 hours. And you have no pages? We got some starts, but nothing good enough. Starts? I think you might need to remember who gave you a start. Who gave you a chance when you decided to throw away a law career and pursue the arts? You. That's right. When you came to us, you were helpless, literate, and in desperate need of work. In other words, perfect for what we need. But if you can't put together a first draft based on a full treatment, then I'm not sure what to call you. A failed writer? Or a quitting lawyer? Well, if you think it's so easy, then you do it. We need your help, Houseman.
1: Come on, please.
2: Fine. I'll be there soon. Thank you so much. You want to thank me? Order in from a deli and have it ready. Is Wells coming? Should I order double? No, but order it anyway. It's going to be a long night.
1: Was that Hollywood? New York. John, I meant to tell you. If you meant to, you would have.
2: I always forget that I work for the great Orson Welles.
1: And I forget that I work for the great John Houseman. Come on, Johnny, old boy. We can't save these ships without a second captain. And here I am wondering where the first is. Not going anywhere. Did I hear you placing an order for a bite? Yes, wouldn't you know it? Someone's buying
0: me lunch
2: and dinner.
0: Thank you for listening to The Martian Broadcast, an audio drama production brought to you by Pralia Productions, Soul Drifter Studios, and their affiliates. Directed by S. Christian Rowe. Written by S. Christian Rowe and Jordan Stidham. Starring Ari Stidham as Orson Welles. Keaton Talmadge as Ora Nichols. Jim Brannigan as John Houseman. Oscar Jordan as Davidson Taylor. Courtney Reese as Anne Froelich. Christopher Hodge as Howard Koch. And Rama Valuri as Paul Stewart. Produced by Casey Hammonds, Daniel Patton, S. Christian Rowe, and Jordan Stidham. Music composition by J.D. O'Day. Sound editing by Jason Crow.
1: Hey all, this is Christian Rowe. And this is Jordan Stidham. We're the creators of The Martian Broadcast. Saying thank you so much for listening to our show. That was episode number two, and we were so happy that it's finally out there in the audio space. Most importantly, though, we want to take a moment to thank the people that made this all possible. People like... Mallory Nebens, Teresa Hussle, Fernando Regoza Jr., Renee Schwartz, Anthony Davis, and John McGuire. If you didn't hear your name, don't worry, stay tuned, it's a coming thank you so much for listening again if you like this podcast please subscribe wherever you are getting the podcast from so you can stay up to date on when new episodes drop you can also find us on our instagram or twitter pages at martian broadcast that is the at symbol martian as in Martian, and broadcast spelled b-r-d-c-s-t please make sure to rate share and uh, subscribe and
0: thank you so much for listening